1: Let's open our bibles to acts chapter acts chapter 3 and um we'll be reading the first 10 verses okay let's read together now peter and john went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer the ninth hour and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple which is called beautiful to ask alms from those who enter the temple. Who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging arms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, um, last Sunday we read part of the passages we read. We read 1 Samuel 15, and we read the conversation between the prophet Samuel. And the King Saul, when the prophet Samuel went to ask Saul, how come you did not do what God had commanded you? How, did, how come you didn't keep, you know, the word of the Lord as he commanded you? And in that conversation, something jumped out, which we are going to take as a background before we come into our text. First Samuel 15, verse 13, 14, and 15. Okay, yes, it's okay if, where you are. Okay, well, let's just read from 13. Thank you. Then Samuel went to Saul and said to him, Blessed are you of the Lord. No, no. Samuel went to Saul, yes. Uh-huh, and Saul said to him, Blessed are you of the Lord, I have performed the commandment of the Lord. 14. But Samuel said, What then is this bleating of the sheep in my ears and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? 15. Look at 15. And Saul said, They have brought them from the Amalekites For the people spared the best of the sheep and the oxen. Now, I want you to read that last part with me. To sacrifice to the Lord your God. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. Let's read that last part again. To sacrifice to the Lord your God. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. One more time. To sacrifice to the Lord your God. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. Now, I want to ask you, looking at that statement, how many parties do you see? Sorry? Two parties. What are the different groups? God's side and, and who is on God's side? Samuel and God on one side. And then the other side is who? And the rest of the people, right? My prayer and my desire is that by the Holy Spirit, from today, you and God will be on the same side. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now listen or note, who was speaking here? It was Saul that was speaking. What happened here is what they will call a fruit and sleep. How many of us know what a fruit and sleep is? A fruit and sleep is a sleep of the tongue that psychologists have said is not really a sleep of the tongue, is a manifestation of what is in the heart. Some of us are in Nigeria. Remember some time ago, we, um, the nation lost, it's it chief of defense that died in a plane crash or something. And the NSA was sent by the president to commiserate with the family. And you know what he read out? He said, I'm here on behalf of the president to express my heartless condolence. Did we hear? It? That's a freedom sleep. It's a sleep of the tongue, but a manifestation of the heart. Okay. A slip of the tongue, but a manifestation or a confession of the heart. Now, what happened here is this. Saul had no business saying that we brought it to sacrifice to the Lord your God. But the truth is this, that was what it was. Because this God had not become Saul's God. Are you with me? Saul had not become, we sang the song, thank God for the praise and worship. We sang the song, I surrender. Saul had not surrendered at all. So, as long as that was the position, this was a true situation of his heart. Your God, Samuel, you and your God, me and the people. That's what he said. Now, we're looking at growing in this relationship with God. And you and I know that one of the pictures that God has used to Picture our relationship with him is that of husband and wife. Am I right? And the Bible says concerning the man and the woman, it says, and the two shall become what? One flesh. It means that when you get married, two people come together, isn't it? Then as you remain married, there is a process of disintegration and reintegration. So that the two parties are knocking off what shouldn't be and are holding on to what should be. Up to a point where they become one. Praise the Lord. Now, in our relationship with God, we begin a journey of becoming one with who? With God. Now, that process continues until you can't even tell between you and God. Everything that is God's is yours. And everything that is yours is God. That's the journey we embark upon. Now, at different levels of our lives, you will see how separate we are. We saw the case of Saul now. Saul and God, they didn't have common interests. But what they had were transactional relationships, transactional encounters, which is the level where most of us, you know, have been, but we are growing in the name of Jesus. Where well, all we do with God is we come and get something from God and go, and when we need something we run to God, which is okay. But God wants it like He said to the Levites. God was giving, gave Moses inheritance to share amongst the children of Israel, and to Reuben the had land, to Gad the had land, to Judah the had land, but to a particular group, the Levites, God said to Moses, "Tell them that I will be what their portion; I'll be their inheritance." So, you won't have land, but you will have Jehovah. Praise the Lord. So, when you ask the Levite, where is your plot of land, he really cannot answer. He most likely will smile sheepishly. Why? Because he doesn't have a physical plot of land, but he has Jehovah as his inheritance. And I told you that I read recently, I learned recently, I think either was, was Pastor Deva, I read it, that the Levites are the only tribe of Israel that can be traced up to now. Why? Because Jehovah is their inheritance. If land is taken away, Jehovah cannot be taken away. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So, that is what begins to happen. Now, I also want to make, you know, just get, get into how many lawyers do I have in the house? Any lawyer in the house? I, I want to give you just a brief about an area of law that is called property law. Okay? Property law is an area of law that, you know, governs various forms of ownership. Okay? Of property. Now, under property law, there are two categories of this property law. There is the tangible and then there is the intangible. Okay? So, there is tangible property, which I'm sure you already know. What are tangible properties? House, cars, you know, lands and all of that. Okay? And then there is the intangible property where you get, under that group, you have shares and stocks and copyrights and softwares and all of that. Okay? Now, the thing about the property is that the owner has the right of use he has the legal right of use at which means he is authorized to benefit from this property to make use of it are you following me now now but i learned something very interesting i want to ask you okay sorry first of all do you understand the two types of properties now tangible and intangible are you sure you do so i want to ask you a question money in the bank account which group does it fall into sorry tangible right that's where you say it falls into okay tangible property is property that you can touch you can handle you can differentiate okay so it's solid property okay intangible is property that you can get value for like shares like you know your copyright you know your right to music and all of that so money in the bank a bank account intangible so somebody has money you say it is intangible clap for yourself you're too sharp <laughs> okay anyway as i read it was taking too much time side stuff but we can go home and study further but there's some arguments so some people say it is financial asset financial property So, there is argument whether it's intangible or tangible. But the actual thing I want you to pick there is this. Intangible property is property that you can benefit from after you have exchanged it. You have made use of it. You have converted it. Okay? But tangible property as it is can be enjoyed. Are you with me? So, but intangible. Now, why money in the bank is can be and I agree with you is intangible is that people have starved to death with money in the bank. Remember during COVID people had money in the bank but did it benefit them? It couldn't benefit them. Money in the bank is something that you can use to buy land. You can use to do all kinds of things but as long as it's not used what is it? It's just something in some computer. Now I've come to tell us, brothers and sisters, what is the name of Jesus doing for you? The text we read said, this man looked to Peter and John, expecting to receive arms. And then Peter and John comes on the scene, and the man asked them for arms, tangible. And Peter and John, looking at the man, something said to them, the Holy Spirit, which is part of what we are going to ask, that the Holy Spirit will help us to know the value of what we carry. Is someone with me? Peter and John looked at the man and their first statement was, we don't have money. Silver and gold, we do not have. They could have stopped there. But the Holy Spirit said to them, you carry Jesus. And they added, but that which we do have, we give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Child of God, you and I must come to the place where Jesus is property to us. Is someone hearing me? Whether you put him as tangible or intangible, I think he's everything. He's I am, which means Call it tangible, he is I am. Put it intangible, he is there, right? Isn't that what he said to Moses? Tell them, I am has what? When you appear before Pharaoh, whatever you need there, I will be. Now, until you and I get to the place where our Christianity possesses Jesus as a tangible possession, in which case you will never find yourself feeling downcast because there's something lacking provided you have jesus is someone listening to me holy spirit help us this morning spirit of god help us this morning open our eyes that we might receive what you're saying to your church in the name of jesus christ brothers and sisters we have an account in the scriptures in second Kings chapter four from verse one to seven where a woman the bible says the woman who was one you know whose uh, uh, husband was one of the sons of the prophets had died and this woman was indebted and the debtors were coming to seize her children her two sons to go and sell them so that they can get value and offset the debt that this man had left for this for the family and this woman approached the prophet and said to the prophet, "This is my dilemma, or rather, this is my problem. I'm in a desperate situation." And after she narrated the problem, the prophet asked her question: "What do you want me to do for you?" And you know the famous answer. Sorry, um, the prophet followed. What do you want me to do for you? And, and he went on and said, "What? What do you have in the house?" Okay. What did the woman answer? She said, "Nothing," but A little jar of oil. Many times, you and I, that's how we respond in situations. Nothing. And the only thing then that appears to have value is something tangible. That woman was hoping that the prophet will give her coins. Will bring something from outside of her house into her house to solve her problem. But everyone who is a child of God, to him has been given exceedingly precious promises that by these you may be what? Partakers of the divine nature. Every child of God has been endowed. You are an heir of God. You are a joint heir with Christ. You do not lack what is necessary for you now. If the devil succeeds in putting you in that situation When you read that story to the end You know what happened The woman not only paid the debt that her husband sustained Which means the man could have paid the debt But she and her children lived on it It meant that prosperity was in the house But poverty was their experience Why? Because they did not understand property ownership the man was called, rightly, the son of the prophet. That is an inheritance. I, I'm an accountant, so when we do balance sheets, sometimes you, when, we, when we did, if I remember a bit of that, mergers and acquisitions and all of that, some organization might have more properties tangible. Some organizations might have more cars, more houses, more cash and all of that. But another one can just have goodwill. And when you make them, the value of the goodwill from that one that has less physical assets overtakes even the physical assets of the other one. Why? Because goodwill is transferable. Goodwill is convertible. Goodwill is exchangeable. Is someone hearing me? Let me help you get this picture. Holy Spirit, help me. How many of us here, you travel outside of your base, okay? Like, you know, you travel to any place that is not your base. Do you know the cost of getting a, a taxi, getting to a hotel, you know, checking in, you forgot to buy toothpaste, leaving the hotel, you know, um, to buy maybe some essential and coming by. In one night, what it will cost you. But if in that place you visited, you have a family friend that comes to pick you, takes you either to his house or to the hotel. And you forgot something. He said, I have it in the house. While you're resting, he goes and brings it and drops it for you. All of that, he does not give you a charge. You know why? Because there is a relationship between both of you. You're drawing on the goodwill. In fact, let me even put it better. He's not even your friend. I said the the first time we went to Italy, we didn't have anybody there. It was uh, Sister Salina. That recommended somebody for us. Yes, the the, the, the man at the embassy. The man picked us up, kept us in in his house, giving us food. His driver was taking us shopping. We didn't know him. Why? Because somebody who knew him said, my pastor and the family are coming. It is called goodwill. Is somebody getting in there? Now, as a Christian you have been given the name of jesus if hellish, pray help me the tangible asset has automatic value to an extent in which case if i have a car and i want to go somewhere i immediately know i should get into my car and drive it should be taken as a reasonable response right but the intangible asset the tendency is that you can have it and still be suffering because there is a process of conversion just like peter and john when they met this man the man needed cash they didn't have cash they could have gone there embarrassed left embarrassed we are poor just like many of you who are looking at me always embarrassed when you hear anything about money there is deliverance coming for you because how how many things can money handle but you have the name of jesus if you live in life long enough you begin to understand that God has the power of giving food and he has the power of making the food satisfy you. There are two different things. though. And then when you have been a Christian for a time and you have gone through wilderness and desert, you know that God also has the power of making you satisfied even without food. That's the one the Apostle Paul was talking about in fastings often. That's the one he chose. Then there are some that is hunger, but he's still there. He's not, he doesn't want to fast, but there is no food. But the grace of God sustains him. He say, you won't faint. Why? Because he has the name of Jesus. The child of God is loaded. You are endowed as a born-again Christian. Are you getting me? It is property that is given to you. That's why, you know, the children of Israel were at the, at the edge of the Red Sea. And they were crying and crying. And God said to Moses, Shut up and go forward. Did I not interact with you and ask you what is in your hand? And he said, It's a rod. He said, Now take it. As long as Moses had that rod, he had no reason to wonder what is going on. What did the Lord finally tell him? He said, Just strike it. If he doesn't strike it, he will remain there. The Egyptians will come and overrun them. The same way the name of Jesus has been given to every Christian. So the Bible tells us, he came to his own. His own did not what? But as many as received him, what did he give to them? He gave them right. That's it. It's a right. It's not a compulsion. It's a right. So you have the right to use it. So I am in a problem. I have the right to complain and lament and mourn And in fact, some of us have been masters as traveling in problems. The problem is headache, but you have traveled from headache to cancer. The problem is you're hungry, there is no money to it. You have traveled from not being able to eat now to them throwing you out of the house. You're just looking at the house and you're wondering where will I pack this thing. You have gone far, but you have forgotten that you have been given an inheritance. You have been given a name. Every Christian that calls that name is entitled to audience. Whether it is financial, emotional, physical, whatever it is, once you put that name on the line, you are going to be heard. He said, Whatsoever you ask the Father in my name. But He can't force you to ask and you can ask when that name has not become property to you that's where i'm going you see i read the story and what the spirit of god was saying to me this man peter and john had so worked with christ that jesus became wealth to him you know we sing a lot of wonderful things in songs i, I want to challenge us even in this month of september what, what i'm sensing in my spirit is that the lord wants our faith to rise Praise the Lord. Because you know, anything that God is going to do with you, he transacts by faith. Everything, anything is going to do, whether it's healing, whether it's provision, whatever it is, it's still going to be a faith transaction. So all these things that he's saying to us is to get our faith to rise so that we can meet with him. God lives in the spirit. God is spirit. So he will transact with us in the spirit. The only way we're going to bring down what he's going to do is by faith. So what we're learning is how to get this so that we can interact with him. So he's saying to me, he said, let all of you there not finish with me and then go. And then think what I have is a car. What I have is a job. What I have is an uncle. What I have is money. What I have is beauty. Let, Let me, thank you, Holy Spirit. You know how some persons, some ladies, okay? Some ladies will knock on any door. Because they look in the mirror, they do their hair like this. They look, their eyelashes on, on point. They make up, everything is okay. They just go like this. They are confident that this place they will allow them in. What has happened is that they've translated their physical attractiveness into property. And it's not just them. Employers employ them for that also. She comes for interview. What is your name? Who is the president of Nigeria? Uh, Yakubu Gawon. <laughs> what did he study? I studied geology. What's the meaning of geology? He said geology is the eglomatic way of... Uh, <laughs> you know, just answers, complete nonsense. But they say, let's take her, let's take her. Let's take her. She won't be talking. She'll just be going with the market tester. <laughs> so the deal will be, do talk, just appear. So when they present her like this, they know they're presenting some until your relationship with christ gets to the point where you carry jesus like that i have no merit but i have jesus i don't know how i'm going to you know get this job but i believe jesus i don't know how this problem is going to be solved for me but i believe jesus will solve it for me you see he becomes property to be converted In any situation. That's what Peter and John showed us. You know, someone has said that the early church didn't have silver and gold. But they had the name of Jesus. And with that name, signs and wonders happen. They said now, today's church has silver and gold. But they don't have the name of Jesus. I've heard some people say, I will deal with you. And you're thinking the man is meaning he's going to pray. He said, I will lock you up. I will lock your father up. How many heard the man say that? I'll lock your father up. He's your friend now. I'll lock your father up. I will lock your village up. I will put you in court. I will charge you the damages. I say, ah uh, ah, uh, man of God. That's sounding like what a mafia person should say. If you have the name of Jesus, you shouldn't be calling police to lock anybody up. Is somebody getting where I'm going? And you shouldn't be afraid when somebody's calling police for you as well. Because you have somebody brethren christianity god did not miss anything out he says all authority in heaven and on earth has what been given to me say go therefore he did not leave anything out he left you with authority so that in that situation whatever it may be when you call on that name thank you holy spirit in philippians chapter 2 you know where the bible tells us say let this mind be in you which was also in christ jesus He goes on and says, and therefore, verse 9, 10, 11 now. He says, he has been given the name, which is above every name. Now, look at that. That at the name of Jesus, how many knees should bow? At the name of Jesus, what kind of knee? Whatever knee that is standing in front of you must bow. Why? Because that name is able. That name is a much more able. Do you understand? But because it's an intangible asset, if you don't apply it, just like that widow and her husband, they didn't apply. It was the same oil in the house. But when they saw it and looked at it in the house, to them it was nothing of value. But the prophet said, that thing you have, oh, you don't know what you have. Just like Nigeria today. Did you know that a lot of foreigners are still struggling to come into Nigeria? Hallelujah. A lot of Lebanese... The way Lebanese look for Nigerian passport is the way you're looking for Canadian passport. The way Chinese are looking for... Do you understand what I'm saying? Our country is blessed, though. But we are not seeing it. We are blessed. So the child of God... Who is living this Christian life not comprehending the endowment in that name is going to face situations and suffer circumstances that God did not intend you to suffer. Many years ago, I think it was that or uh, uh, Reverend Oliah that wrote a book. Okay, Olaia wrote Why Men Suffer. And then at that, Dr. Noso wrote The Part of Minimum Suffering. It's not every trouble you're in now. That is the cross that God called you to bear. Some of them are because of ignorance. My people perish for what? Some of them are because of ignorance. You just have not applied the name. You see, there, there are sicknesses that you try to run, it catches you. You still overcome it. But there are many we bring on ourselves. I've used the illustration here Apollo is one imported illness. How many of us know what Apollo is? Conjunctivitis. It is important. When is Apollo season is advertised? They say Apollo is in the air. Then, as you now go, the itch will come. As the itch comes, all of a sudden you say, I think I have Apollo. And then the itch will hear it. They will say, He is. <laughs> they, they haven't gotten to that point. What they do at that point is have you Googled? You want to travel? You Google airfare. For the next one week, what is going to be happening? Google will be sending you hotspots, deals. Do you understand? When you think, all will now happen is that when you look at a congregation like this, you only see those with Apollo. And then you're beginning to believe that this Apollo is everywhere. It is the portion of everybody to get Apollo. At that point, you just agree, okay, you buy glasses in preparation. Then the next thing, what will happen? Apollo will come. Can I give you a testimony? i've never suffered apollo it's unusual you know why because dr chichi i may be wrong but in the midst of apollo what i have normally i may scratch my eye but once i see one apollo person you see this hand no matter what i did into my eye it won't go there <laughs> i'm telling you the truth i have never from ch- up to now i've never suffered apollo because I, how many of you have don't raise your hand <laughs> I'm just saying, don't order it again. Do you understand? Some people say this person has Apollo, he's going to bring Apollo to I say, No, even if he brings, I won't take. Do you understand? I was trying to say that there are many situations that we are delivered from, but because of lack of knowledge, the psalmist said, Why are you downcast? Oh my soul, put your hope in God. The Christian downcast, what are you thinking about? If you're downcast, or the enemy is trying to bring downcastedness to you, okay, depression to you, I want you to pause and plan and look at the vacation, not even vacation, the relocation you're going to make to heaven. Hallelujah. The psalmist said, I lift up my eyes beyond the hills. He said, where does the, my help come from? He said, my help comes from the Lord. You know why he said that? When he looked around, no help was coming. Do you understand? There was no help coming. So what did he do? He remembered that his God was not in the neighborhood. His God was above. So he took his eyes beyond what was on ground and set his eye. Then in another place, now says, why don't cast so much? So put your hope in God. The Christian that understands this thing, you can be triumphant in every circumstance because you apply the weapons that have been given to you. On Wednesday, we're talking about taking up the shield of faith with which we're able to quench what? The fairy darts. The devil is going to shoot darts at you. What do you respond with? It's not with tangible. Sometimes you have no tangible asset to answer with but you have faith you see the mouth that god has given to us is a powerful weapon do you know that no it's a powerful weapon you must understand it and then as christians you even understand it more effectively how many of us know Ali? the boxer <laughs> you understood Mohammed muhammad ali as well what did they have in common they were boxers but their mouth boxed more for them now a lot of those things don't have substance But you, when you speak as a child of God, in confidence, you're not speaking empty words. Because the Bible says, the angels hearken unto your voice. God gives angels, say, hear what he said, go and perform it. Jesus said to them, you shall have what you say. If you don't say it, you can't have it. And if you say what you don't want, you will get what you don't want. And the reason we say what we don't want is because we don't believe That what we want, we are going to get. Because we look within ourselves. We don't have the capacity to fund what we want. So you look at a lot of people. They make excuses from beginning. Uh, You know, marriage is war. Marriage Marriage is not war. Do you understand? You know, men are like this. Women are like that. No, men are not like that. If you want your own man to be like that, design him like that. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? There is a provision that has been given to you and I. Is the creator. Remember, Jesus is the word of God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He said, without him was nothing made that was made. In another place, in Hebrews 1, He says, upholding all things by the word of his power. So, the name you're carrying is the name that created the heavens and the earth. So, when you speak in the name of Jesus, you're speaking and using the same power that created the matter that we see. It has been given to you, but it's authority. Authority on exercise is authority on benefited from. But how do I get so comfortable, so acquainted with this authority? Because what we are learning now, if I say rise up now, let's pray, you're going to vibrate. But the challenge is on Thursday, on Wednesday, or maybe even travel out of the country. Something happens. Are you going to draw from it? That's where acquaintance comes in. On Wednesday, we asked a question. We said, how do you get something from somebody who loves you? Okay? He loves you. That's for sure. And, but, but this person who loves you cannot be manipulated. He cannot be threatened. He cannot be coerced. Eh? He, he cannot be harassed into doing anything. So he just does what he wants to do. He's God. Do you understand? How do you get something from such a person? You can't bribe him. But he loves you. And we saw that the answer in t- Psalm 37. Psalm 37, I believe, is, a, is it 5, 6 down? It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Then the next line says, delight yourself also. The ne- delight yourself also what? In the Lord. And what will happen? And he shall give you the desires of your heart. This is the journey of the Christian. I can't force God to do something for me. But when I delight myself in him, he himself will begin to say, ah, ah, what is going on there? Let me bless him with this. Let me send this across. That's what it is. Praise the Lord. That's what it is. And that is what it is. So when you delight yourself in somebody, you know, I, I, went, I went to preach somewhere some years ago. And I don't know if they, it was to mom, she, They complained. They say, your husband was preaching. We liked his preaching. But he was always saying, my wife, my wife, my wife. Is because of the way she did do me. When you delight yourself, I'm going to wear, if you go to Locoja, if you're sleeping, if you're on the expressway, if you're in um, Zamfara, anything that happens, you call the name of Jesus. It does not happen by what the pastor told you. That one occurs by, is it? No. Which one now? Which process is it? Is it diffusion or osmosis? It is a product of continually come sir it is a product of continually being beside jehovah mm-hmm. if you delight yourself in him in the morning afternoon you keep the both of you are so together that sometimes if he's always here okay are you following me now let's face them if he's always here on my right and i'm so used to him being here sometimes i will just lean like this knowing i won't fall yeah. is somebody getting when you delight yourself in the lord He becomes so close to you, so real to you. I get what I'm saying. Prayer is not where you begin to journey. You journey from Jerusalem. You cross over this mountain. Some of us, when we want to pray, where we're going to come from? The person you insulted. The person you slapped. But if all the day you've been blessing and blessing and blessing, your prayer will just be a continuous flow of communication and interaction with Jehovah. If you have finished watching pornography, imagine traveling from pornography to God. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, when they're teaching these things, you think somebody is trying to spoil your life. Nobody's trying to spoil your life. This is Zoe life. This is the real life. Yes, the kingdom of God is right. These things they work when you delight yourself so much in Him. What happens is that no matter what comes your way, you have no other name to call. There is nothing in your background. There is nothing in your storage. Only God is in your storage. That is what happened when Peter and John, they were broke. It was supposed to embarrass them. You understand this? You'll never be embarrassed. You know why? You know everything is a plan. The Bible says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and are the called." So, no matter the situation you find yourself, you just say to Jehovah, what is our plan for today? You say you have no need to fight in this battle. Please, say. Stand still and see the salvation. And then you see somebody maybe treading, treading. He says, Sir, please forgive me. I'm really sorry. You haven't said anything. But your God has gone ahead. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Delight yourself so that the name of Jesus becomes a default to you. A stage when you're in this process is a stage. There's a stage when you say, I would have done this thing to you, if not for because I'm a Christian. That means your progression but when you get there you won't even say if not because you're a christian because you won't have any other thing that you think you are there was a time i said that many years ago but now i can't even say because there's nothing else i can i'm if i'm not a christian i'm not if it's not jesus i'm not so i i don't even do things for god again do you understand i do things in him because he's my life do you understand he's my breath I understand how much I need him more than ever before. So when people say thank you, I'm afraid because if you knew what I know, you know you shouldn't thank me, you should thank him. So I just say thanks be to God. So there's no room for pride. At the same time, there's also no room for fear. Why should I fear? There's a song that says, uh, why should I fear when I have you? Surrounded by your glory. You see, it works all around. He becomes a living, tangible property. So when you get that, sir, when you get that, man, you don't need the pastor to be in your office. You don't need the pastor to be at home. You don't need anybody to come to your marriage and tell you this. You don't need anybody. Why? Because God has become real to you. It was what Moses understood. And he said to Jehovah, he said, don't just send me to a blessing. Everybody can be blessed. Praise the Lord. Qatar is where they are playing the World Cup, right? They say the VIP, the VIP shoot at the stadium is 2.1 million each dollars. And very soon it's going to be overbooked. If Christianity to you is dollar, you never wake up. Do you understand what I'm saying? You never wake up. How many of us saw Serena playing? Those things blinking on her clothes, you know what it is? It's diamond. It's not stone. It's not China stone. even on her head she put pieces of diamond everywhere and she's jehovah's witness so if dollar is what you're pursuing in christianity you need to wake up do you understand oh you need to wake up but the name of jesus is a treasure the name of jesus is an equipment the name of jesus is a solution It is given to the saints as many as received him. He gave them the right to become. When you become a child of somebody, what is your name? Ekenai Jesus. Eh? What is your name? Mommy, uh, happiness, Jesus. That's your name. So you say, I want to deal with you. Who do you want to deal? I want to deal with Lord Jesus. Is it Lord that will now answer? Who will answer him? Jesus will answer him that's the position we have thank you Holy Spirit. let's rise on our feet father we thank you i don't know if i have the time but i just want to mention that the challenge of what we are learning this morning is that free things you know you know this jesus is giving to us free of charge do we know that we know that efficiency is, please put it salvation is a gift even the john 1 uh, 10 11 12 we read it's a gift it's free He came to his own, free. How do we have Jesus? We receive him free. The challenge of free things, brothers and sisters, is that they are often rejected. That's why many more will be damned and be saved. Because salvation is free. If salvation were called like a university education, many more people would be saved. Do you know that? People would do anything to get it. But because it's free, you're just saved by trusting in Jesus. What did you do? I believed in him. They'll despise it. Free things, free gifts are often rejected. So the Bible says he came to his own and his own didn't receive him. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? The light of the world came and people were in darkness and they said they don't want him. What other thing happens with free things? Another thing is that free things, when they're received, are often despised. Often despised. You receive it quite alright. They give it to you, you know, how many of us are people giving gifts that you took it and just kept? Then maybe after you've lost it, many years after, you see the person who gave you the gift. And you say, how is that thing working? You just smile, guilty smile, because you don't know what you did. And then the person tells you the value of that gift. You begin to regret. That's what the thing about free. What you don't pay for. It's not easy to appreciate it. Can I give you an illustration? The Bible says that the children of Israel... God fed them with manna. You know God fed them with manna. You know part of their complaints in Numbers 11. The children of Israel were angry with God. They said that they had become... Let, let, let's look at that scripture. I'm sorry you're standing, please. Numbers 11, 4 to 6, please. It says, Now in the mixed multitude who were among them, yielded to intense cravings. So the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who will give us meat to eat? Verse 5. They said, We remember the fish which we ate freely in Egypt, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic. Verse 6, Luke, verse 6. What does he say? He said, but now our whole being is what? Why? He said there is nothing at all except this manna. I know what manna is. Manna is what is this? Except this manna before us. Now, can you please put 78 for us, Psalm 78, 25. Let's see what manna is. Manna, if any scientist could produce a replica of manna today. Hey, he'll be a trilonier. You know why The Bible said the children of Israel For 40 years that they were eating manna What happened It said no infirmity It, means it healed the eyes It healed the bones It healed the blood It healed everything You know why hey, Because manna is angels food It's angels what Food Food Angels food But you know the challenge they didn't farm it. They didn't buy it. They wake up in the morning, they go out. They fetch manna. After some time, they looted it. That's the challenge with free things. They looked at it, what is this? And that's happened to many of us. If someone were threatened now about his relationship with God and the work, people immediately drop this, this side because they can't afford to lose their job. They can't afford to lose some, you know, association they belong to. But if you knew what you had in this work with God. Sometime ago I was <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit, thank you. Sometime ago I was talking here about people retiring from their service in the house of God. How many people retire from politics? How many people retire from Rotary? How many people retire from all the worldly associations they belong to? Nobody. They just want to keep growing. Okay? you a member, you become associate, you become fellow, you become. You want to get more active because you see value in it. You know why? You study to start it. But salvation, they dashed you. After some time, you pick it up and keep. Let the children do it. A me, Osha. Osha, care. I be small picking. A me, I be small picking. A me, do, do, do what? Do you understand because you never applied, they didn't interrogate you so you despise it because it was free but forgetting that if you're not acquainted with it you cannot draw on it it's not getting where i'm going that's just where i'm going what i want to get for you today is this as you go i won't be with you thank god i'm not one of those pastors that want people you know always calling them this is the call that we are calling now whatever situation on your knees in the name of Jesus the song says when we come in the name of Jesus tell me who has the power to oppose in the mighty name of Jesus we have the victory there is a name given to us it might please the lord to fill your pocket with silver and gold beautiful let him do that it might please the lord to give you all the connections in the world let him do that but as long as you have done that name jesus you can walk to any situation and achieve the purposes of god for your life they can't stop you at the mention of that name it says knees bow not just knees on earth in heaven and beneath demons bow the Bible says they believe and they tremble. You haven't called the name that trembling already. The reason they've not fled is that you didn't call the name. Let me I shout the name of Jesus. Let me I shout the name of Jesus. That's what we're talking about. The last part which we can't deal with today, we'll deal with it on Wednesday. Is that ownership of property carries responsibility, and that's where many of us lose it. When you own that name, Jesus, it carries what? Responsibility. So they slap you. And you're Dick Tiger. How many of us know Dick Tiger? I'm too old. Young people won't know. And you're Anthony Joshua. Okay, Edo, you can be Anthony Joshua's brother now. So they slap you. And Anthony joshua power is in you. You do like this. You turn the other cheek. Why? Because Edo is carrying Jesus. And because of the property he's carrying, he can no longer respond the way a does should respond. The property has become a constraint. So the apostle Paul says, the love of Christ constrains me. Is somebody getting there? So it's not about my rights anymore. It is the responsibility of the property I'm carrying. One of the ways pickpockets, you know, steal jewelry and things from people is that they bump into you. So, if you carry some kind of treasure, the safest way is to keep yourself unspotted. You avoid anything that is coming. Why? Because what you're carrying is too precious to have any engagement that will diminish it. This morning, we're going to the table of communion. And the Lord is saying to you and I, He said, when we take this communion, please, Dickens, can we come? When we take this communion, inside of us now is this broken body that's why he gave it to us so there is no doubt did he mean it did he really give me he's saying this is my body broken for you this is my blood shed for you now as you take it remember me so no matter how you've come to church today i want to beg you put your faith in that god he solves all manner of problems he solves psychological problems he solves marital problems he solves health problems he solves wisdom problems he solves ancestral problems he every kind of problem that name is the solution to it
0: You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We're sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Cash and Abuja. For telephone, 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www. The Father's Church Online.org. God bless you.